Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the show. This is your host, Israel Rivera, here with another edition of College Basketball Madness. Here, ready to bring you Natty, which is about starting about a good four or five minutes. Uh, I had some technical difficulties. Wanted to come on a little earlier, but I'm going to try and get to where I need to be, where I need to be before maybe tip off. I, mean, I know tip off is like 7.20, so I'm probably getting there about five minutes. You know, I'm probably getting about four or five minutes into the game. we got a lot to cover here, and we'll do it really quick with myself. And if you guys are looking to join the show, um, I put the link in the podcast um, in the comment section. Go ahead and, um, uh, you, know, you know, invite yourself into the room. I'll uh, bring you on if you have um, any insight to any uh, national championship um, prediction for tonight. Uh, but we got a lot to go. I mean, uh, you know, yesterday the women's national championship happened in LSU. Congratulations, beat Iowa uh, last night, uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, but before we get started, everybody, go ahead and please like, share, subscribe to the podcast um, here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube as we go live. Seven days a week, 24 7, Thomas Westwood, Bringing the Heat, uh, the most up to date content here on social media. And in case you missed this, we can be heard on all um, streaming platforms and podcasts. Can be heard, that is, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so go ahead and um, go ahead and um, you know, download all of those um, where you can, all of those uh, platforms where you can hear us. Um, in case you just missed this show or this live feed. Uh, but anyways, um, yesterday was an amazing show. I mean, whoo, whoo, what a game. Um, LSU, uh, number two, uh, number three LSU, or number two LSU. So number three LSU going up against number three, the Iowa Hawkeyes, Lady Hawkeyes and the Lady Tigers. What a hell of a game. Uh, most points scored in the national championship for a women's basketball game. Uh, most viewers for women's national championship game with nine million. And this is on the afternoon where you know they, they have to compete with WrestleMania. You know, David brought it, brought you the review and the preview for WrestleMania. That's how big um, that is. But everybody was tuned in to watch this game, um, and you know, rightfully so. Caitlin Clark is a special, special, special. That's a bad girl. You know how everybody says. Oh, that is a bad man. bad girl. I mean, she is Steph Curry esque. I don't think we've ever seen it. Um, you know, the handle, the ball, the string, the ball, the string, the 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 range. I mean, she's shooting it from from you know they 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 played with where were they at? They were in Dallas. They were in Dallas. They were in Houston. They were in Dallas. And I mean, they. I mean, she was. Huh. She was lining it up, shooting it from the parking lot, uh, all from the floor, all swimming it, really. Um, she, I mean, she, 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 she damn near shot it from Iowa Hawkeye Carver Arena. That's, that's how good Caitlin Clark was shooting. She's a special player. She's definitely going to change, um, change the game in terms of, um, how, how the game is played when she goes into the next level of the WNBA. She's definitely box office. I mean, that person is box office. Angel Reese, she broke the double double record yesterday, uh, with, uh, 34. Um, I think both players are, I believe, are um, coming back. I don't think they're eligible for the WNBA, but um, especially Taylor Clark, um, if I'm not mistaken, she's not eligible. She's, she, and her, I think her and Angelisa are both red shirt 
sophomores, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but let me tell you, man, this game was amazing. Um, I, I think that first first quarter, I want to say Reps called it really tight. Called, you know, they put three um, LSU starters in foul trouble, um, but they also put Iowa. They also put you know Caitlin Clark and um, uh, God the young lady um, name is escaping me, uh, Sinano. They put her, you know, she's a, the other leaders for um, They put her in foul trouble as well uh, in the first half of three. Uh, you know, LSU starters, I mean, it just didn't start out right. I mean, one of the fouls was ticky-tacky, and Angel Reese took the ball out of her hand, and they called that a foul for on the bench. And then, this is like mid to late first quarter. And then Jasmine Carson, right? Jasmine Carson came in and shot seven for seven. She was unconscious from beyond the arc. Um, yesterday, and that's pretty much what sealed it. I mean, she went seven for seven. She had a banker three. They were up seventeen at the half. Um, who was the other young girl? Was that Toa? She was six for six. She hit a couple two. She had two big threes. She played well. Um, and uh, and Alexis Morris's uh, stock that she was in foul trouble. It was uh, Alexis Reese down in foul trouble uh, in that game for LSU in the first quarter. First half, really. They didn't really come out in the second, in the second quarter, really. And so, you know, that Jazz and Parsons performance um, needs to be talked about. I mean, she was uh, flat out amazing uh, in this game. Um, you know, especially, you know, seven minutes. She, she went over one in the second half. Really didn't play much. They, 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 she played, but she didn't shoot like she was shooting. But who took over in the second half? Alexis Morris. 21 points, 9 assists. Um, she was just uh, flat out amazing in the mid range. And Caitlin Clark, you know, 30 points, 8 of 6, 6 turnovers. I'll say that. I mean, she, she had some passion. She was pressing a little bit, trying to get her teammates open a little bit in this game. She was 8 of 19 from three point range. That's close to 50%. That's, that's uh, a little off. 50%. That's about 40 something percent there. Um, my math, my math is wrong. But she, she was flat out amazing. Um, one thing I will say this about her. She shot 22 shots, 19 of them from three. Um, she, she was not able, she only shot three twos. I mean, we all know uh, in the game against South Carolina, she was able to get the record. She's kind of part of that analytical kind of way of basketball, right? Where it's either three or a shot at the hoop, right? She couldn't get to the hoop. She couldn't get to the hoop. They made her. You want to do this from outside? You don't have to do this from outside. But she's amazing, man. I mean, She's, she broke a record too. She, I mean, she scored the most points in NCAA uh, women's basketball tournament history. Um, so that's saying something uh, for Caitlin Clark. I mean, she was just flat out amazing. She's been flat out amazing her whole career. I mean, she's been she's been dynamite uh, her whole career. Um, and so, you know, I, I say this to say this is that you know Kim Murphy had a excellent game plan um, in terms of you know beating Iowa. I think LSU is a little deeper. Um, then Iowa, I think the LSU is a little bit tougher, in my opinion, than Iowa, a little bit more physical, a little bit more athletic than Iowa. I mean, the game really wasn't close. I mean, LSU just jumped all over them first half and just didn't look back. They didn't get up for double. I mean, they lost. I mean, Iowa lost by 17 points, the same uh, margin that they were losing by in the first half. Um, and Tim Murphy had a great game plan. Uh, you know, they didn't even double Caitlin Clark. They didn't throw any doubles at Caitlin Clark. Um, and they said, hey, you know what? You can go off. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do it from outside. You're not going to get inside. Um, and, you know, she went to the line five times. She was four, five, three, 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 three. Um, and so, you know, it, when she did try to go to the hole, they found it. She said, find it at the line. She did. 
Um, but they, they said, you know what? We're going to let you go off. Everybody else has to do this. Everybody else has to do this. And nobody said. They kind of came close. They made their runs. They got into like seven points, eight points. But then LSU, Alexis Marsh just kept making buckets after buckets. Um, injuries had a couple big buckets on the stretch. Um, you know, and, and you know, injuries is just a double double queen. That's the value value right there. Um, but I say this to say this, uh, Kim Murphy is, is one of her fourth national championships. And we mentioned when we're in the pantheon of greatest women basketball head coaches in the history of the game, you mentioned Pat, you mentioned Gina Oriama, Pat Summit, and now you can mention Kim Murphy in there. And Don Staley's way on the way. She's, she's on her way to being up there as well. But Kim Murphy, four national championships, uh, she won one as an assistant at Louisiana, Texas. Only coach or the first one to win a national championship as a player and a coach. So Kim Mulkey, um, is, is a Hall of Fame coach. She is, she had a great game plan. She knew how to, to defeat Iowa. She, she knew it was mismatch for them, uh, for Iowa. And she knew, hey, look, Taylor Fox is a generational talent. She's, she's gonna go up. She's gonna score for 30, 40 points. But it's the other girls. They're not gonna do this. They're not gonna allow those other girls to do this. And I think, you know, 22 points, I mean, you're talking about a team that, you know, Jasmine Carson only had, what, seven or eight, she, had, she didn't even have, she wasn't even double digits in the last seven games. She kind of came out big and scored 22 points, led LSU in that game in points, especially in the first half. I mean, the first half, she really did all her damage. And it was, it was really an, an amount that Iowa could not come back from. Now, I say this to say this, nobody is talking about the game, really, but talking about the game, the things that happened after the game. And that's Angel Reese doing the camp TV. Uh, that's Angel Reese pointing out a ring finger. Um, you know, trying to follow on Tate and Clark and everything like that. And and I, I don't, I, I really didn't want to press on it too much because I, I, I said a lot on social media. Um, you know, I, I, you know, said what I needed to say. Um, but you know, I say this to say this is, is, is you know, Taylor Clark handled it well. But it's the fans, you know, I don't think anybody cares. I think she just, she's just, she's one of the well. She knows that she just, it made more things that I watched this game all year. Taylor Clark, when she got going, she's, 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 she's talking mad trash. When she's got it going, she's hitting it from deep. She's talking trash. I mean, after she told, um, Haley Van Lee, you can't see me because that's Haley Van, that's another thing. So Haley Van Lee's a great player for me, man. And we they beat come back. We're down 15, shut up. Haley Van Lee's talking trash. Taylor Clark. Can't see me. That's Haley Van Lee's um, uh, um, celebration. She did the same thing with Haley Van Lee. But she does that too as well. Um, and then against South Carolina, waving off the all SEC guys. Um, you know, um, telling tell you know, after they went, telling them to call me. And everybody praised her. I mean, two days ago, ESPN did this whole segment about uh, the clap back queen. Caitlin Clark and they praised her for the trash talking and said, Oh, this is she's a fierce competitor, she's a great competitor. Now I turn that around. And Angel Reese, she's done it all season. And I've seen it. You're too small, the finger licking, the trash talking in the face. Oh, she's classless. She's in that sportsmanship. Oh, she's 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 a showboat. She's a thug. And I say this to say this. When the rabbit has a hunt, when, it's not fun when the rabbit has a gun. You know, everybody says that. It's not fun when the rabbit has a gun. So, you have to 
you have to the selective outrage is you know it is it is let's put out let's play the state of the state is right and right and the selective outrage for her for Caitlin Clark is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. One person can trash talk because she's you know a white girl. And the other one can't because she's got a lose with she's got a win with grace, lose with grace, she's a white girl. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Trash talking is universal. It has no color. We all know that, especially on the basketball court. If you're a competitor, if you condition, you can get it as well. If you condition, you can receive it as well. And she did. And they felt like they took they took a lot of they took a lot of material. She did a lot of material type of things. She did a lot of material. They gave her. They gave she gave them. She a lot of material. Even though she won the thirty and eight with six turnovers. She went to 30 minutes. She should have won the MOP. MOP. She won the National Player of the Year award. I give that to Taylor Clark. She's an amazing player. Generation. So nothing take away from her talent. It's not taking away from her talent. It's not taking away from her talent. Taylor Clark is, is, you know, uh, you know, you know, when we talk about like trash, like Larry Bird, everybody talks about Larry Bird. Larry Bird is one of the greatest to Larry Bird to call. I'm about to go over here and shoot a fadeaway three. Uh, in terms of, you know, I'm about to go over here, I'm about to make a left hand there. I'm about to, you know what, I'm not even going to shoot with my right hand. I'm going to shoot with my left hand. And they thought, man, they're the greatest pass out there of all time. Man, that's a cool white boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like this, you know, it's, it, it, you can't have these double standards. You can't have these double standards, especially when it comes to sports. There's no color, there's no color to trash talk. When I look at it, if you got the good, you got the good. If you, if you can try back that trash talk up, you can back it up. Injuries backed up. She didn't have the greatest game. And one thing I will say this though, I will respect the hell out of injuries. Every time she touched the damn ball, she was getting double teamed. <laughs> and that's why I should Jasmine Carson was open for threes, Cole was open for threes, you know, the whole team was you know, she was getting double teamed all game. She touched the ball, they ran a double team with her. They didn't want her to have two, but they know that she's a dominant post player. And so you know, I say this to say this, man, and I say this to, to, to bring this to my point, is that when two great players should be able to, we should be talking about how two great players played in this game, they're, they're excellent players, they're going to transcend them players, they're going to change the game of basketball. I mean, this year, we saw, I mean, we're supposed to make that, and I, I want to say this about women, right, in sports. We're supposed to you know, men, we could talk trash. If this was a men thing, men basketball, this happened in the Natty tonight, we ain't not talking about it at all. This is what happens in the women's game. We're so expected to women to lose it. We're so expected to women to not trash talk or not talk or anything like that, to not be boisterous or anything like that. And I think that's unfair as a man or as men to really, and it's funny because it's, it's mostly men that are on here on social media really trying to say, you know, you know, that, 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 these, that, that women shouldn't be doing it. But women, women should be able, especially athletes in the sport and the world, they should be able to be comfortable in their own skin. They should be unapologetically themselves. They should be able to think away. They should be able to trash talk. They should be able to get in each other's face. They should be able to do that, you know, because they're humans at the end of the day. They, they have emotions at the end of the day. And so I feel like um, the, the criticism that Andrew Reese got is very unfair. Um, and I mean, it's, it's come from a lot of, of, of men that, that, uh, that, you know, a lot of people, some media comments, some, some higher up, up people here. I mean, uh, you got the guy from Marshall Sports, the cover of the class. 
Antonio, a piece of crap. Like, that's not cool. Uh, Keith Overman um, saying that she's a, 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 a an idiot. If that's, you know, you, you need to shut up. You need to sit down and shut up. That's not cool. That's unfair. You weren't saying that about Kevin McCarthy when she was doing it. Uh, it was okay when she did it. But Andrew's does it. It's, 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 it's not okay. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. I don't agree with that. And I feel like she can become a tired joke with herself, looking after herself, doing comfortable in her own skin. And it's bigger than basketball just for herself. I think she's doing it for, you know, the, the black woman, for the, for the young black girl that, that is looking up to her and is like, hey, I can be myself. I can do this. I don't have to be gracious all the time. I can trash talk. If you can trash talk, I can trash talk too. I got the goods. I got the goods. This is going to be one of those games where it's like 
basically, you know, San Diego State has to be able to out-rebound UConn. And, um, you know, that, that, is, that is key, right? That is key. They have to out-rebound UConn because you got Adam Sonogo. Um, I mean, you got, you got, they, 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 they come away. I mean, they come away. UConn is a tremendous team. Um, you know, they got, uh, um, you know, coming off the bench. Uh, you got, um, you know, your guards can, you know, Hawkins can rebound, Andre Jackson can rebound, you know, they got guys that can rebound, Caravan can rebound, you know, they got guys that can really rebound at all the slots. Um, they run about eight deep on the bench. I mean, they run about eight deep on their team. Um, Joey, Joey, what they call him, Joey California, Joey Capitera, right? Uh, it's another guy that comes off the bench that, that can, that can, you know, really play defense and, and shoot it. So they got guys that can move, they got guys that got motion, they got size. And for San Diego State, you really have to muck it up, right? You really have to out-rebound the Huskies, right? You really have to make sure you can get those second-chance points. Uh, just like how you did against FAU in the second half. You can get those second-chance points, you have a chance to win. And Matt Bradley, he has to be the best player on the team. He's got to be the best player. I think he showed it in the last game against FAU. Um, even though Lamont Butler was the one that hit the game winning uh, shot at the end, so he was a great shot maker as well. Um, they, you know, three guard heavy with Shamel Butler and, and Bradley. Uh, so, you know, San Diego State's a very, very, very well coached, very, very, very tough team. Um, they have the best three point percentage, uh, defense in, in, in basketball, uh, defense, the three, best three point defense in basketball. Uh, top five defense overall in terms of defensive efficiency in basketball. Uh, UConn's top 15 in defensive efficiency, the top 15 in offensive efficiency. It's a team that's well balanced both ways. They can, they can hurt you inside, outside, so many ways. Back uh, a lot of ways. They're very talented. Um, we saw Sonobo get a couple threes, a couple spot up threes. That's a game changer right there because, I mean, he's a guy that can even put it on the floor from outside and even get to the low post and can hurt you as well, right? Or pick up the center position uh, at 6 9 6 10, right? So, you know, some of those states are going to have the money, the, the, they're going to have the, 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 the night cut out for them. But UConn is definitely got an easy favorite, seven and a half point favorite uh, in this game. And, you know, one thing about, one thing, you know, I want to say, like, basketball is a game of runs. If whoever goes on, you know, I think this game's going to be close. I think UConn goes on that last run in the game, right? I think they go on that last 7-2, 8-1 run or 10-2 run, something like that. So I got UConn winning the Natty tonight, uh, beating San Diego State. I'm actually going to give a score. I go 78-70 UConn. Um, and I'm going to be close. I think, I think San Diego State can keep it close. But I think, like I said, I think UConn goes on that last Four minute run, five minute run in the game, uh, you know, really seals it, uh, for UConn. Um, just because of the fact that San Diego State is just these taxes, right? They just can't make a buck. They did it against FAU. You can't do that against UConn. You have to keep consistently scoring. You have to keep up with UConn because they're going to consistently come. They're going to consistently come at you in ways. You are coming off the bench, they're going to stop. So, um, you know, San Diego State, it's got the work cut out for them, like I said. Um, you know, defensively, they're going to have to lock it in. The best defensive team going to get to the better offensive teams. And UConn locked it in against Miami. That was a team that was probably the top five offensively 
you know, they told the official team the nation, they got guys that were shot in the war, and they were able to, to limit them and, and, and shut them down, right? And so it's the same thing, you know. Um, like I said, one thing about, you know, Danny Hurley, he made a great adjustment mid-season, uh, you know, running the offense to Andre Jackson. You've seen uh, what Andre Jackson has done in this tournament, 30 plus assists in this tournament uh, so far. Uh, that's one knock on defense. We don't have a true point guard. Uh, Matt Bradley can be able to, to, to break him down. He has to be the best game on the court uh, tonight. I mean, if there's any game to be special, he's got to be special. He's got to be special in this game. I got you from winning this game, like I said, 78-70 um, to get their oof, fifth national title. First since 2014, so that's making a lot of So shout out to the UConn Huskies. Shout out to San Diego State for getting this far um, here. But now it's time for me to turn around and go watch the game, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast here at Power Force World here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And in case you missed this live feed, we're on all podcast platforms. The podcast can be heard the next um, Apple Podcasts. Samsung Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. And go ahead and like our NBA Supreme and NFL Supreme Facebook pages here um, as we bring that more fan interaction on here. But our Time Sports World, ladies and gentlemen, 24-7, we bring the heat with the most up-to-date content here. Um, I will come back with a championship preview or review here um, uh, after the game is over with, just to kind of talk about the game here, uh, and then we'll come back here Friday and talk about the end of season college basketball, give you a, 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 a too early top 25 um, and, and what to watch out for next season um, as we close out the college basketball season. Tonight, I am your host, Israel Rivera, keeping it live here, going to be 24 7 here with Prime Sports World, ladies and gentlemen. Case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Sayonara, sucker.